Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Dobrish, everyone, and you're welcome to Slice 5 of the Loaf of Bread GA podcast. On Slice 5 of GA Global, we fly from our friends in St Albans across the short journey to the beautiful and historical Poland. Our journey brings us to Kumon Warsaw GA in the heart of the so-called Land of Fields. I had the opportunity to chat to three Irish students who study veterinary in the capital Warsaw. Luke from the wee county of Louth, Shane from the mighty Mayo and Brona from the beautiful garden county of Wicklow. All three are still heavily involved in the club at present. We chat all things Poland and Ireland, including the changing nature of the club in Warsaw given its heavily student makeup, being the only GAA club in the country at the moment, rivalries around Europe and the European Games with teams like Vienna and Berlin, talk of a GAA club in Bielstock starting, and of course some of the vital questions like Polish alcohol versus Guinness, local sausages or superquim ones, how would Robert Lewandowski compare with some GAA names, and of course the tough choice former Poland soccer goalkeeper Pope John Paul II, or Father Ted Crilly. But first as usual, let's take our trip around the phenomenal Polish capital of Warsaw and the country in general. Bon Sultas. Today we arrive into Warsaw Chopin Airport, just as the great musical maestro himself plays us his famous fantasy impromptu. The capital of Poland is steeped in history along the Vistula River. It was around the 16th century that the city grew after it became the home of the royal court, moving from the other big city, Krakow. It was King Sigismund III who made the change. The man himself has had more transfers than Robbie Keane, moving from being King of Poland to Grand Duke of Lithuania as well as being King of Sweden and the Duke of Finland. The Polish state of 1795 lasted until the country was brought into the midst of World War I in 1914. Germany would take over Warsaw in 1915 and remain there until the end of the war. It was at the 11th hour and the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918 that World War I officially ended with the armistice. But despite the German occupancy been over, the peace barely lasted as in 1919 the Poland-Soviet war broke out over the land makeup after World War I. The significance of this war is perhaps underestimated, as the ability of the Polish to defend themselves against the famous Bolshevik workers and peasants army of Soviet Russia, known as the Red Army, stopped the spreading of communism into mainland Europe. All of this happened as the city of Warsaw attempted to redesign itself structurally. Not only was rebuilding needed, but urban sprawl of some kind had to be done as the city was more condensed and overpopulated than London was. But of course, we all know what happened next. Although the Treaty of Versailles in 1919 had put an end to Germany after World War I and forced them into paying reparations, 
a political party we heard about in Slice 3, the Nazi party, came to rise under a man named Adolf Hitler, originally from Austria. Having begun with the Deutsche Arbeitsparty in 1919, and seeing his chance to play to the audience of German people suffering from the consequences of the Great War, Hitler made his move and the Nazi party of fascism came to power in 1932 as the largest group. What it meant for Warsaw would become clear some years later, when on the 1st of September 1939, the now dictator and chancellor Adolf Hitler, defying all leaders globally and all sanctions of Versailles, invaded Poland in an act which began World War II. The city survived for just over three weeks before Nazi rule began and all the Jewish people of Warsaw were moved to a newly created Warsaw Ghetto. The word ghetto comes from the Italian city of Venice and translates as a foundry, a place of metalwork. One of these existed in Venice in the past and thus the name was adopted. But while countries planned their next move, now realising the idea of appeasing Hitler was perhaps the most ridiculous move in history, Jewish residents of Warsaw Poland were being trainloaded to extermination areas known as concentration camps at places like Treblinka. This process continued as the World War raged across the continents. As Hitler ordered the ghetto in Warsaw to be destroyed along with all the people in it, the Jewish community fought back and for a month or so were successful. Sadly, their lack of weaponry cost them and almost all remaining souls were slaughtered at the hands of the SS guards. By the time the war ended in 1945, six years and one day later, Warsaw was in ruins. Only some of the original Old Town Warsaw was restored, with much of the city rebuilt and reshaped for the future. The Old Town today in Warsaw is one of the nicest places you can ever go. There's something about standing in the UNESCO World Heritage Site of the Centre Square Marketplace, Reinex Sarego Measta, that is unique. Of course, the city never forgets the horrors of the Second World War, and these people are remembered in memoria through the likes of the Monument of the Ghetto Heroes and the Uprising Monument. Many famous faces from the city have left their mark on the world, including the music you hear from Mr. Chopin, scientist Marie Curie, and former president Lech Kaczynski, who died sadly in a plane accident in 2010 in Russia. In sporting terms, Poland has moved to become a major force in world soccer, boosted by the likes of modern-day stars from Warsaw, such as Wojciech Szczesny, and the immensely talented Robert Lewandowski. Sané with the shot, it's going to fall for Lewandowski! Yes. And finally he does it! Yeah. The record they said would never be broken is now his and his alone! 41 goals in a single Bundesliga season! Robert Lewandowski! The country produces people at every sport, such as F1 driver Robert Kubica, ski jumper Kamil Stock, tennis star Agnieszka Radwanska, and UFC women's star Johanna Jandrzejczyk. Legia Warsaw and Polonia Warsaw would be the main city rivals across many sports. Legia have appeared in the Champions League, but also holds the record of being the most successful Polish soccer club in history, with 38 major domestic titles to date. They threatened Champions League qualification at the beginning of the 1990s, but always fell at the qualifiers. That was until 95-96, when they beat IFK Gothenburg of Sweden, to enter the groups against Spartak Moscow, Rosenberg of Norway and Premier League champions Blackburn Rovers. Today on the Legia team they boast one familiar goalkeeper in Polish icon Arthur Boric, formerly of Celtic Southampton, Bournemouth and Fiorentina. On the GAA side, Komen Warsaw started in 2010. Komen Warsaw is the first ever Gaelic club from Poland. It was officially founded by a group of Irish people, Dubliner Colin Murphy, 
the man from the banner, Owen Sheedy, Corkman, Owen Vaughan, and the woman from Wexford, Janet Fleming. The club has had some notable success, but probably their biggest achievement was victory at the Pan-European Championships. The club would go on to beat teams like Frankfurt and Belgium, and then in the final they took on Prague, where the game went to penalties. Prague had already beaten Kummelworth in the opening game of the group stages, and the victory was a notable success for the Polish club. And even as they say the Covid has caused major problems, the club remains alive and well as the only current club in the country. So whether it's eating a nice pizza dumpling, or some Wusetka cake for dessert, or simply taking in the beauty of the city, Warsaw certainly has something for everyone. And so to the legends of Cumin Warsaw keeping the Irish flag flying in Poland, Wicklow Lady Brona, Luke from Louth, and Mayo Man Shane. Hello. Hello. How are things? Good, good. How's, how's all out there? All right, where about you at the moment, actually? Uh, both in Warsaw. Yeah. All right, oh, not yeah. too bad. I'm sure. It's not bad now at the moment. We're, we're finished class, like, so. Yeah. We're just kind of holiday mode nearly, just getting ready to go home. Yeah. Where, whereabouts are you from originally? Yeah, I'm from Mayo. Uh, oh Jesus! God help the two e. Worse, worse. I'm from I'm from Westmead though, so I can't say a whole lot to be honest. So. Where is Westmead from? Uh, Mullingar. Oh, very good. Right. You probably you probably know someone from Mullingar. Most people that have come on seem to know someone randomly from Westmead somehow. So. Yeah, it's not a few people there. Yeah. Um, Few cousins and that that live in Monaghan, yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, not too bad, yeah. Ah, they could do worse, I suppose. They could live in Loud. That'd be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. It's not too bad. Hi, Bron. How are you? We're good. Thanks for having us on. Ah, no, Dolly. You in Warsaw as well, or? Um, no, I'm back at home in Ireland now, but I'm heading over there on Thursday. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. Where's Where's home in Ireland? I'm in Wicklow. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Nice, nice spot. Yeah, not Better, too bad. Better than Loud and Mayo, anyway. So, is <laughs> <laughs> this the theme of the podcast? Basically, it's just where I bring on people just to abuse them about the county. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, look, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, thanks very much, guys, for coming on. Look, I won't, I won't keep you too long. Um, it's been going. It's kind of this has kind of taken off a lot more than I expected it would. So, um, so yeah, you you guys are representing the entire of uh, of Poland at the moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, I haven't. Uh, you guys might be able to tell me different after, but uh, I haven't come across any other Polish clubs that seem to have a uh, any kind of following on Instagram or anything. So, uh, so you guys were the I don't know the chosen ones. Is that what you want to call yourself? Maybe for now. So, uh, yeah. How did uh, how did you guys um? I suppose we'll start with the lads with the top first. How did you how did you guys end up there in the first place? Was it work or uh well the majority of students out here or the majority of people that play with the club out here, uh, mm. probably 90% or more, uh, are all vet students. Um, so we've all been here, we're in our fourth year, so we've been here four years. Well, we're into our fourth year. So uh I suppose it's been it was started by guys working um about ten years ago. Uh, by lads that work in worked in Poland, uh, however, they don't anymore. Mm. And uh, yeah, there was three or four uh, guys that uh, came up with the idea to start a club, and they got linked in with the college. And uh, since then, it's kind of been students that really have kind of taken up the mantle of it and have ran the club over the last number of years. But uh, only for the lads now, whatever ten years ago, um, there probably wouldn't be a club. So thankful for them. Yeah, no. that's uh, certainly. Yeah, 
Our, community, our committee at the moment is made up completely of students. We're all right. students. That's our whole committee. So it's, uh, it's like a conveyor belt nearly every five and a half years, and it's just a constant <laughs> change. It's great. Everyone looks after the club, like, and everyone looks out for each other here. So it's great. Yeah. That's deadly, yeah. So, brother, what's the, what's the lady side like? Yeah, the lady side, I'm going to say, is better than the lad side. Right. <laughs> um, we just have a lot more girls coming through as vets. So yeah. there's a lot more, I'd say, probably more girls players on the football team, which is really good for the girls. But, yeah, a lot of girls and girls keep going. Deadly, yes. And what's uh, what what were the early days like for the three of you starting out? Who were the who were the teams that you would have come up against? Um, my first tournament was in Rome. It was actually this weekend, three years ago. No way. Uh, yeah, it was again. We were in Rome playing uh, Lazio. Was the home team they had organising it, and I think uh, Vienna were there as well. And Vienna, there was always a big rivalry down through the years. The older lads were always saying. Of Vienna were the ones to beat. Right. And, uh, we had the right pace and that day. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, that same year, then in the Pans, we played Amsterdam. Amsterdam were very good that year. Um, we lost by a point. And last year, we lost to Madrid. Or sorry, the 2019 Pans, we lost to Madrid by a point as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, we, we'd, have a, we'd have a strong team. Mm. We'd always have a strong team. We'd have a young team. But uh, we're always there, thereabouts. Deadly, yeah. It's, uh, when you say it, I just go back. When you say it's it's all vet students, are they all? Is there an international kind of field, or is it mostly Irish? Uh, so the majority is Irish, but we leave it open to anybody that wants to try out GAA or yeah. wants to take part. Uh, we've had previously. Uh, he played with the club for five years. His name was Hampus. He was a Swedish guy. He's brilliant. Uh, he just. Talk to football naturally, I suppose, yeah. and was good. And we had another guy, uh, we, uh, Vish, he was English, and we've had a few English people play. Uh, we had uh, a few guys from uh, India that trained a few times, they gave it a go. We've had people, because we're in an international college, um, there's always someone that comes along and gives it a try at yeah. least once, and if you don't like it, it's up to them. But uh, a few people have played with us over the years, and come on tournaments and, and whatnot. But even even Irish people that don't generally generally play football at home have actually picked it up out here, which is kind of, you know, it's a bit uh, ironic that they wouldn't play it in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would go out here. So. Yeah, it's a bit mad because yeah. um, the standard, like, that I've chatted to from the club so far, the standard is, is as high as, like, it is at home. So it's kind of funny that they take it up when they wander out abroad. What was the women's side yeah. like, Corona? Uh, yeah, the women's side is actually really good. So my first year playing, we my first tournament abroad was in Maastricht and we ended up winning the European Pans that year in nice. the senior league. Yeah, so that was really good. And then my next tournament was in Vienna and we came second. Yeah, and we were beaten by Berlin by a few points. Okay. So Berlin are up as well. They're a good side to be against. Yeah, one of my old neighbours here, actually, he was on the Berlin team up until uh, till he moved home recently yeah. enough. Yeah, I've heard all about them. So, uh, and yeah, well, have you been to have you interviewed the, the men's or the women's? Did you get to go to the World Games in Waterford in 2019 or anything? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, we had a few members that did go, yeah, um, they, they played with other European teams, hmm. but we, we would love to have gone. And uh, our 
chairman at the time was pushing for a men's and a ladies team to go. Mm. But the thing for us is in normal times, which they were during the World Games, the three months of the summer is our only time at home. Yeah. So okay. it's our time to work and everything and, and to just to be at home. So it just it was bad timing really. Now if it was in the middle of college we'd have been there. <laughs> For first on the plane out, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so it wasn't you guys, your members then who because I'm still trying to locate. There's a great story the World Games of one of the teams got on the wrong bus. And I'm still trying to find who they are. I haven't located them. We had a few clubs that heard the story. The when you got there, there were free buses down to Waterford. But one team accidentally. Oh, that, uh, I think I think that was the JF Travel or something, was, was it? it? I think I heard I think it was JF Travel. They were all waiting at the airport. Yeah. Someone got on a wrong bus and went to was a cork or something. Yeah, someone someone got on the wrong bus and then another team, yeah. it's obviously it's not you guys, but another team came with no hurdles and uh gave the bus errand driver a few quid to go by Paul's town in Kilkenny to pick up a few hurls along the way, which uh, I, yeah. I don't know who they are either. Yeah. I'm trying to fight who either of them are. So um, what's, what's the what's the celebrations like or what's your, have you got a, a local area that you kind of go to more so after after wins or defeats? Yeah, well, uh, I suppose we ha- we hosted our own tournament here. Was it 2018? <clears throat> 2019 yeah. uh, in maybe April or May or that. And uh we had team, I think we'd up to 10 teams there from ladies and men's and we just brought them into, we had organised a, a, a do after uh, in, where do we have the meal? Uh, we had a meal in the boathouse. Yeah, we had a meal in a, a, it's a place called the boathouse and it's kind of a function room along the main river in Warsaw and uh, we'd done kind of a bit of crack meal, a bit of drinking and then we brought them elsewhere into the city then. Uh, to a place called Maclatora. It's basically a night a nightclub in Warsaw. And okay. more or less rented rented that out for the night and uh done all our presentations of uh the tournament and that which we, we actually won uh, that tournament. So kind of like wow. each other the most father head job ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kinda it was a bit uh, uh, we, we won that tournament, but it was no thanks to the man sitting to me right hand side now. Right. Mitch is, our, Mitch is our goalie and uh, the training session before the tournament he'd actually said to me I'd play in the full back line he said to me I, I gave away a penalty in the previous tournament and he warned me not to give away a penalty and we were we were two points up I think was it there? Yeah, two points up coming into the last few minutes of the final in, in our home tournament and this man decided it was a great idea to charge out and drag down the <laughs> So our corner forward had to go in goals and uh, we ended up being two points down coming into the last minute of the game and uh, we ended up getting a penalty and our goalie who was our corner forward had to come forward and slot it and it's a great picture of this man on the side very hurt fair to watch if you have that photo, I'd like to. I'd like to see that photo. If, if one of you has it, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, Luke, you obviously you got sent then, did you? I did. I got. I got. Yeah, I got a straight red because uh, uh, the referee actually uh, two day was it a day before the tournament. I happened to pick him up from the airport <laughs> and uh, was chatting away to him, and uh, he was telling me uh, of uh, how he tolerate. He doesn't tolerate any uh, any like. I suppose rugby contact yeah. is the way I think he, but, uh, he happened to be refereeing that final and uh, he, well, I, I don't think he, 
I hadn't even got off the ground and he had the card out like so uh, yeah uh, it was sent straight to the straight to the sideline how did he get back to the airport uh, it's still unknown <laughs> it wasn't with you anyway yeah no definitely not I don't think it could have uh, bear the, a 40 minute car journey to <laughs> with brilliant. the lad that sent me on. So, that is brilliant. Sure yeah. It's over at six o'clock in the morning, anyway. Yeah, yeah I, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brona, do you uh, do the ladies uh, set up kind of a mix in or are you keeping your superiority yeah, separate? Like or? The, it would be the men's team and the female, like the women's team. Yeah. We celebrated, we went to like the boathouse, like the lad said. And I think the both girls' teams won that day as well. So, yeah, it was good celebrations. We were from the venue and then out to, like, the nightclub after. It was good crack, yeah. Is it a proper, like, Irish night out where, like, you know, there's people afterwards falling on the street? And is it is it a real Irish night out? Or, yeah, I can see Lucas nodding his head. He's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose when you bring Irish people from all over Europe to one place that, you know, they just kind of want that sense of, like being out in the street in Dublin or Andrade or Westmead even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, I sure it's all mentally, you know, it's all the Irish songs are on and you're jumping up and down and then as the night goes on, numbers start fading away. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I know it, it is, it's, it's, it's great crack. It's like you nearly, like you've been playing football all day, but when you, because when you, the tournaments run just over one day and you play four or five matches in the day, but, think everybody just towards the end of it whether you're still in it or not in it you're just looking forward to, to getting out yeah and uh, people have had enough of the enough of the football and enough of the, the hardship I suppose and they just want to go, go out and have a good time like yes that's right yes uh, do you guys have a like I know you're talking about Shane you're talking about the going to Rome and all that is there more of a local kind of setup that you can play in as well or is it very much you're waiting for other cities to come along Europe, Europe is kind of divided up into different regions mm. um, and to qualify for the PANS you have to play a certain amount of games every year and you have to you have to win your regional tournament say or get a certain amount of qualifying points that's how it's done um, I know you were, you were saying like you were struggling to make contact with Polish clubs yeah. probably because we're the, only, we're the only Polish club yeah. um, at the moment <laughs> so I know there is another club to be set up in the pipeline in Białystok, okay, uh, in the north of Poland. Yeah, now that could take a while to come to fruition or whatever. So at the moment, our closest neighbours will probably be Berlin, um, and it's it's we're hopefully when things get back to normal, we'll have a have a tournament or a, a challenge weekend against them. Um, they're one club too. Beat the shit out of them. Yeah, I, I can sense it in your voice. Yeah, you're just you're out to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Bruno, what uh, is the same for you yeah, guys? Now you're grand, don't worry about your fine. Is the setup the same for you guys then? Yeah, more or less. Like, we train together every once a week with the lads as well. Mm. And I feel like training with the lads has kind of made the women's team a lot stronger because it's probably more physical and more competitive, I'd say. Yeah, but yeah, it would be the same setup. And what kind of um, <clears throat> home ground wise do you guys are you like a lot of the clubs around Europe where it's just like a local park, kind of get council permission, that kind of thing, or do you have like a home venue as such? Um, at the moment, we have it. We every Wednesday we we can use the like we have an indoor hall facility mm. that we can use, and we all train there. Just because the weather in Poland does be quite bad during the winter, oh I know, yeah. guaranteed, <laughs> yeah, at least we can guarantee a training session once a week, whether it is just running in a hall, a few ball work, yeah. and then 
I'll let the lads talk about the new pitch we're hoping to set up now. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so on the main campus, there's like, we'll say, we won't call it a pitch, but it's a patch of grass that is <laughs> uh, it's fairly big, like, but uh, there we were lucky enough. Uh, we got a grant from uh, Croke Park uh, a year, over a year ago anyway, and we put that money towards a uh, full-size goalpost to be delivered out here. And unfortunately, with the way over COVID and everything worked out, they've been kind of sitting in our back garden here for a while. But right. uh, we're hoping to um, get that like kind of area set up into a pitch with obviously the college's permission. There's probably a lot of bureaucracy uh, to do with it as well, but uh, yeah. um, because um, the colleges they take like because it's such a minority of people in GAA, I don't know if they'd be. Very uh, like accepting of giving us a full patch of grass <laughs> yeah. just to play. Football. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, the goalposts are on wheels, though. So that, <laughs> that, that might help a little bit. But okay. uh, it, we'd hope to. We were planning on. So, as I said, it was ten years since the club was founded, and we were hoping. Well, we were supposed to have a ten-year anniversary kind of do where we invite back past players, like say vet students that have qualified and are gone mm. home, and uh, we had planned to bring them out uh, then during the day set up like a kind of a match between past and present players and then nice. if the, uh, we were going to put the invitation further to like the Irish community in Warsaw so people with families and that and then maybe uh, if there was like families with children to bring the children to uh, the area and we showed them a bit about football and that and then obviously have a do we had originally booked a hotel in the city uh, like a big function room for the evening to have a do there but Obviously, then COVID kind of got in the middle of that. So we're planning on doing that. Um, maybe October of this year is when we kind of got it pushed out to because you know, we're hoping by the time that comes around that there'll be a lot of vaccines gone through and mm. people will be comfortable traveling and all that kind of thing. So Yeah, that sounds deadly. Yeah. I have to ask just since you, you mentioned, I suppose, mentioned families coming with kids and stuff, it's probably... Probably a lot to ask as well for you guys, been students as well. But is there any possibility down the line of like a, a kids, you know, breeding for the future type thing? Yeah, yeah. We, um, I know once a year there's a, it's called the Flalic. It's like an Irish get together, the Irish Chamber of Commerce here in Warsaw. And a few members of the club every year usually go and they bring all of the kids out to a little training session. And we had planned at the 10 year at the half time to get those kids to do a little, just a little challenge match themselves mm. at halftime, uh, like you'd see in the halftime in Crop yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's down the line. Hopefully, if the club continues to grow, it'd be great to get a, an underage setup going. But uh, as you said, with us being students, it is a bit difficult. Yeah, it's tricky you know, enough, I suppose. We'd love to, like, break out of the student-focused club as well because... If we had someone that was living here and we kind of knew that they'd been living here fairly permanently, it'd be grand to have a few people like that in the club that could maybe, well, with the help of everyone in the club to try and set something up like that. But uh, kind of, it's kind of hard to get someone. We're fairly outside the city centre, which is where the majority of the community lives. So we're about mm-hmm. 20 minutes outside the city. So and Warsaw is a big city, so a bit, there is a nice bit of travelling involved if there was people coming because it's it's quite difficult and expensive to find other like halls or football pitches. Like I know I play uh, I, I play rugby with a club in the city 
and they uh, they're charged a phenomenal amount of money for like two hours a week. It's it could be upwards of like three or four, maybe five hundred euro for one Jesus. session because it's it's a it's a pitch based in, in a sports university. So they like they kind of have the power to charge whatever they want. Um, so any sports halls like that would be quite expensive. Um, so it, it's something that we'd like to do, but it, it's kind of difficult at the moment. But hopefully, if people approach us from Irish people or even anyone that would mm. like to get involved, it would be an absolute massive help. Always welcome. Yeah, we'll have to put the shout the shout out to um, I forgot which of the clubs it was. It might have been Zaragoza. Um, they were they were talking. I was asking about funding and stuff and. Uh, James, who <laughs> he, he didn't even could remember her name. He just referred to her as American Money was her name. So maybe you guys need <laughs> you guys need to put the shout out for some kind of uh, American Money, I think, as well. So uh, yeah, it's you, you're wondering the IRFU. I think is who you, you need to ring if you're paying five hundred quid for like uh, two hours in a hall. Yeah. I think you need to ring them and have a word of them. So uh, I, I have to ask the trivia as well, Brona. Do you remember your uh, Do you remember your debut game? Yeah, it was probably in because we only really have the two tournaments a year. Yeah. And I was in Vienna and I think we were playing against Madrid was the first game I played with the Warsaw jersey on me and that was okay. and we won so it was good yeah what was your own personal performance like do you remember um I don't know probably would have been the final in Warsaw okay. in our tournament yeah I think yeah, that would have been how, how well did you play were you what, what's your normal position I should ask as well um you can play either mid or then I'm half back Okay. Yeah. So you're the playmaker yeah. of the team, essentially. <laughs> you could say that. Okay. <laughs> I'm messing. Yeah. Okay. I'll um, take that, yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. Like our, everyone was just really focused and we just dominated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to ask the Madrid lads when they come on about that one. So uh, <laughs> just to be sure. Uh, Luke, do you remember your debut? Uh, yeah, it was in Rome in 2018 uh, against. You stayed on the pitch for this one, did you? Yeah, I actually, I actually saved the penalty in my very first game. Oh, good lad. Uh, I was really proud of. Uh, yeah, so uh, we ended up, uh, I think we won all our games uh, that day. So across the board, it was uh, it was a short pitch as well, a short enough pitch. So mm. it was around when I could boot the ball down nearly towards the other end of the pitch yeah. <laughs> off the cone. Uh, so uh, no, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. It was it was quite difficult playing in uh, the Roman heat. It was like mm. we all came off fairly, fairly raw and red yeah. after that day, as it was just I think it was like twenty five or twenty eight degrees, which coming from Warsaw, <laughs> training in. You put a just just put a minus in front of the number, and you've got Warsaw basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah Rome was first and probably favourite tournament. Yeah. That's a good one. You're the second goalie to uh, to come on and say you've saved a penalty in your debut because uh, on the other night, uh, Lewis, who was from Colchester, uh, was their goalkeeper and his uh, debut was he made a penalty save against uh, Valencia, GA. So, oh, uh, so you're, you're the second keeper now. And uh, Shane, what about you as a debut? Yeah, my debut tournament was Rome the same. Um, and it would have been the same game. I was probably, I was I think I was the man to give you your debut penalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was never a penalty. I, I never admit to have been a penalty, but yeah, yeah, it was probably my, my first tournament, and my favorite tournament had to be the home tournament just for the drama, the last kick of the game to win it. Brilliant, yeah. Do you guys, um, somebody I just kind of thought of there, do, uh, keeping track of uh, Loud and Mayo and Wicklow football back home? Do you, do you keep an eye much on Sunday game, GA go that kind of thing? 
yeah I did when it was up running but now it's just kind of died to death yeah um yeah but hopefully I think they're going back training this <clears throat> Monday so yeah get a few trains we're back in there's only one of us out of the four really who has something to look forward to, to be honest. And it's not Luke and it's not you, Bron, and it's not me. So <laughs> yeah. There's only one man here who potentially is going to get to a final of something. So Shane, do you uh do you just wait for the all Ireland quarterfinals and semifinals to come around? No, no, I follow it closely. Okay. Um, I do I'd be well invested in it. Uh, we'd always have the J go on. No matter who'd be playing, there'd always be a J match on the weekend. Um, even the club matches, we we used to put the club matches on. Deadly in the house, and I'll be sitting around watching it. Um, I suppose I'm just sweating a bit at the moment uh, about saying the injury. I heard about that, yeah. Mind. Yeah, I haven't heard any updates on it now, to be fair. So Mayo TV and that kind of thing, they were all they were all great jokes. Just we we swore by them, uh, swore by them over the last year or so as well. Uh, Luke, what uh, what about you? Do you keep up with uh, Mickey Hart now? Is in charge allowed? So. Yeah, um, well, just I suppose when football started back, whatever, six months ago, my own club at home got to the championship final and won uh, after uh, I think it was three or four years in a row of losing the final. So uh, I was watching that from over here. I, I, I think it was at home for the semi final and then college called. So I was back out here and ended up having to watch uh, the final on. Um, uh, a broadcasting uh, platform or whatever so was illegal, illegal live stream is what you mean yeah that's okay <laughs> yeah something, yeah, something along yeah. Um, yeah that's fine yeah, I suppose I'd follow low GA clubs as well because I have a, a few close friends that uh, play and uh, start on that team as well so uh, mm. uh, shout out to them yeah it's a funny one actually because I had a I had two of me it's like Greatest ever recent legend, Sean Tobin and Mickey Burke, him on the podcast recently. And uh, I just, I abused him about, you know, Westmead beating me in 2015, like, because it was the only thing I had on them. But they said, funnily enough, they said the two counties they hate me the most are Westmead and Loud. And they said they can't understand oh. what, what Loud have against Mead because, like, there's no real, we're not um, on the same uh, playing pitch in some ways. So have you any answer for it? <laughs> The 2010 Leinster final had probably started. Apart, apart from that, apart from that, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a long running, uh, a long running begrudgery that they have uh, against them. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of, I suppose, that they're neighbours as well. And uh, there's just a long standing rivalry, I suppose, between uh, Loud and me. Were you there in 2010? I wasn't, no. Uh, well, not thankfully or not unthankfully, but no, I wasn't there. You're yeah, probably better off. You probably would have been arrested after the game, like most allowed people were, probably for attacking the ref. So, uh, for fully justified as well at the same time. So, uh, and uh, Brona does the Wicklow ladies team. Do you follow them much? I had Davy Burke, the Wicklow manager, on, and he was he was talking um, yeah, talking about the Wicklow setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I follow them a good bit now, and I know they won the junior final. I think it was mm, that's right. Two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I do follow them a good bit. Okay. Yeah, what's what's the future like then for the ladies team out there? Um, in Warsaw. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping to get another few European pans under the belt. Yeah. Nice. Because we have a great young team coming up, and I'm just so annoyed that we haven't really tested out the new first year students that okay have come over. They haven't had any training sessions yet because of COVID. I feel like there could be a good few young players coming through that we don't even know yet. Yeah, that's good. You could test them out in different ways, you know, chase them around the field with a hurl, that kind of thing. That'll test them out in other ways. So and what about uh what about you lads? What do you think the future will be uh when it all gets back? It's a bit unclear at the moment. Um 
I suppose it's that long since we've trained and there's been lads that have qualified. We've lost some savage players, like backbone of the team. But at this, as Brona said, it's what the first year is now, what they can bring to it. And there's a good few lads, I think, in first year this year. And it's, as Rona said, it's such a shame that we haven't been able to train mm. because the club in, for, in your first year here is a young, young fella coming over, a young girl coming over. The club is so important. Just to be meeting people, to have something social, to go and meet, meet other Irish people here. And the club, they look after you, they bring you out, show you where to go, what to study, what not to study. It's just so important for all of us here. Yeah. That's uh no, that sounds good, yeah. Hopefully when this uh when this goes out in July that you guys will uh be back winning games and probably have a pan pan games under your belt. Well Brona's very confident anyway. She she's already yeah. kind of she's drawn the title there in a piece of paper in the background as we speak. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um there's a little bit of a quick fire round if you guys want to have a go at it before uh before we finish as well. And uh there's a special um for each country, there's a special like version added on to the end. So there's a Polish quickfire questions as well. Uh, not in Polish, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I I have like I could say hello and goodbye from my time in Poland. That's about it. So um, I suppose if I asked the lads first um at the on the men's team who would be the, the kind of toughest nut lunatic t- slash person that you have. There's always one. Currently or uh, ex player, you can either. name either. It's fine. I'll give you one example. I suppose Zara Goss is one of the semi on photos. Their goalkeeper Alan once fell asleep during a game <coughs> in the goals on the goal line. Yeah, so someone along that line, if you have one, note I'd have to be McLean. Yeah, Sean McLean. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh. A Roscommon man. He's a, yeah, he's a Roscommon man. And he, he's a hardy man, yeah. He's qualified two years now. He used to be my cornerback partner. And, Jesus, uh, if you got hit by that man, you'd know him. <laughs> okay, sounds good, yeah. Brown, is there a tough nut on the women's team? Tough nut on the women's team. Um, I'd say now Molly Higgins now. She would be, she actually plays up forward, but like you just wouldn't get by her. You wouldn't get by her for the life of you. Okay, we'll yeah. take that. So yeah, I have to have to get the get the two of them to come on and uh, defend themselves. Uh, does the club does the club have a, a karaoke go to song or songs? Luke Mitchell would be your man. man. <laughs> right, so go on, Luke. Watch, watch. Loves a bit of karaoke, a bit of Proud Mary. Oh, nice. Okay, have you any other preferred songs, Luke, apart from Proud Mary or? Actually, we're Kings of Leon or anything like that. There, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Something, so, to get the, something to get the crowd going, yeah. Okay, sounds good, yeah. Uh, what about Brona? Would you be more Marty Morrissey or Des Cahill fan? Des Cahill. <sighs> Controversial. Yeah. What about two lads? What about you? Oh, Marty, all the way. The Marty party. Okay, I'll take that, yeah. Um, who's the toughest team, Brona, that you've ever faced? Um, Probably Berlin with the Warsaw okay. team, yeah. They're yeah. the one team that let us. That'll be okay. Great. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. And the two boys are conferring here up in the corner. Who's yeah. <laughs> who's the toughest one? <clears throat> uh, the Warsaw B team. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, nice. During the, during the Warsaw tournament, uh, we actually got drawn against our B team, so uh, that was Brilliant. fair uh, for to play. Yeah, the Warsaw B team. Yeah. Did you beat them? Uh, we did, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'll take that. So, uh, Yafan actually just randomly, I think of it. <clears throat> Yafan never had like an epic. Come back because I'm still kind of, I suppose, um, stunned. Zaragoza won their games apparently, and I have to look into this. They had needed to win one of their games to qualify by 36 points. 
the one by thirty-seven. Have you oh, ever had? Oh. Have you ever had anything like that before? <laughs> Uh, no, they're probably the most dramatic. It would have been the final in Warsaw's yeah. when I screwed up. But uh, yeah, because going behind and then uh, with a man down and then just the pure bottle from the lads, like the neck on them to come back and undo what I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. But uh, as we, it was Berlin. Yeah, it was Berlin we played and Berlin are a serious outfit like, for, um, for an international team. They're fantastic footballers. But yeah, uh, um, We've credited the lads for coming back. That was probably one of our best comebacks, even though it was only two points. But yeah, still impressive, yeah. though. Still impressive. Yeah. Um, if you could take on Brona one county in Ireland, the Warsaw Ladies versus somebody, who would you take on? I think we'd have a great chance against. I'm going to say the Kildare side, the Kildare women's. Oh, yeah. I know mm. a couple of them. That's interesting. I'm going to ask them about that. <laughs> and uh, lads, who would you most like a crack against? Have to be the dogs, I suppose. Yeah. Just, yeah, just to say, yeah, yeah, you played against some of probably the best footballers in the world, or well, Gaelic footballers in the world. Uh, be nice to be able to join the pitch with them. Yeah, so Luke against Stephen Cluxton and Shane against. Uh, you American Dean Rock would it be? Dean Rock for Clonmel. Oh yeah, you take them no bother. Should they're only average players. So, uh, what's the one thing that uh, people should know who haven't been to Warsaw? What's the one thing Warsaw is great for, Brona? I'd say drinking. <laughs> that would be one of them. Yep. Yeah. I'll give you my I'll give you my answer in a minute. But anyway, Luke and Shane, what do we eat? Yeah, yeah nightlife. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Okay. like compared to at home, like you, you finish up a we're half two or three, but three be still going at uh, six or seven. <laughs> morning, morning. Okay, sounds like an Irish yeah. wedding. Sounds like an Irish wedding every weekend more than anything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The highlight of uh, a highlight I had, I don't know, was it Warsaw, Krakow, or where it was, but uh, cheese. Oh, three euro cheese boards. I was I was in my element. So I was just eating cheese as if it was going out of fashion. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, cheese, uh, in general, it's a very cheap country. So uh, yeah. we're kind of lucky as students as well. It kind of helps a lot that <laughs> yeah. we went to a pub and get a point for a euro. Like, you know. Jesus, that's, so. uh, that's impressive. Um, uh, Luke or Shane, what's your favourite Father Ted episode? Don't uh, tell me, don't tell me you don't watch it. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, when the two boys are lying in the bed, uh, Ted and Dougal are lying in the bed. That's uh, just, yeah, I just, yeah, that's it. Chat. Brilliant, yeah. Brown, have you a favorite, uh, Father Ted? Um, isn't there one that he uses like a brick as like the phone? Yep, yeah, the yeah, brick is the the brick is the uh, keeps the accelerator going in the move fan, yeah. Yeah, that's my own. We'll take that one, so yeah, uh, lovely. Um, I'll save that question. The other one after the end. The, the Polish extra ones. Uh, would you choose lads Warsaw or home? Home, home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can't be home. Yeah. Can't be home. Yeah. Brona Wicklow or Warsaw? I'd probably pick Wicklow. Yeah. Wicklow. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, you have to excuse my pronunciations here, but uh, is it over Zanek Krakowski? Is that the pastry? That's uh, famous in Warsaw. Apparently, a nice. You don't know it, no. Okay, I was I was googling this. I was trying to remember. I had it, but I didn't know what it was called. Uh, the local pastries or a loaf of brown, brown bread from at home. Loaf of brown bread for me, definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah, loaf loaf of brown bread all day. Nice. Has to be a white sliced. I'll take that. Uh, the perla or the beer in Warsaw or Guinness back home. I'd say Guinness. Yeah, love good Guinness. Okay. Uh, I'm a Guinness fan. Uh, actually, I'm a huge Guinness fan, but uh, Polish beer. I like. I have to say, I like Polish beer. There's just good taste off it. So, okay. Uh, I'm, more, I'm more of a Smiths man with a Guinness head. Right. 
Okay. Take that so. Um Robert Lewandowski or Jeremy Connolly? <clears throat> Lewandowski. Lewandowski. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Bronet. <clears throat> Jeremy Connolly now. Jeremy Connolly. Okay. Yeah. And uh probably the most important question that I, that I'll ask you at all. Uh Pope John Paul II or Father Ted Crilly? Father Ted Crilly. Father Ted. Take that one good. Consensus all around. The, la- the last question I'll ask you, um, Luke, if I ask you first, who's the greatest GA player ever in your lifetime, in your opinion? Uh, from watching, jeez, uh, there's so many, but you can't say sure. Samuel, right? No, I'll, I'll probably say Stephen Cluxon. Sure, being a goalkeeper myself, but he's, the, the fact of how long he's been going and his yeah. record and just everything about him—it's just fantastic. Class, okay. Shane, what about you? I have to be Kieran McDonald. Yeah, I love him. I'm I'm dying to get him on the podcast to chat with him. I'd say there'd be some crack with him. So, um, yeah, just uh, the greatest left foot ever, along with, you know, maybe poor choice and that kind of thing. But he's definitely up there as one of the greatest ever, for sure. Class act. Yeah, yeah class act. And Brona, what about you? Greatest GA player ever? Greatest GA player ever. I would say... Mm-hmm. You're giving a shout out to the ladies here now, but... A ladies, yeah, I would say... It's nice to be, yeah, but... The Mayo footballer Sarah Rowe. I think she's class. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting her in the podcast either, to be honest. Yeah, have a good chat yeah, with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 She's a quality player in fairness as well. So um yeah, guys, um, look, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate giving up uh, giving up your time. I probably should have asked you a question at the end, like, you know, cats or dogs, since you're all vet students, but um <laughs> I didn't know whether that was like, you know, because if people just assume it's cats and dogs, I know from the vet down the road here, it's clearly the job is a lot more of it than just cats and dogs. So, um, yeah, I, I probably I'll save I'll save you. Well, go on, Luke. Cats or dogs? Go on. You might as well answer. Sure, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Okay. They're, they're trusty dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, you go I don't say cows. Cows. No, I don't call cows. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, Brona, what about you then? I'm dogs. Yeah. Dogs, okay, definitely take it on that. So, uh, lads, look, thanks so much, and uh, um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was great, I'll crack, and uh, I'll keep in touch with you as well. The last thing I have to ask you, actually, I asked the others, can you buy your your top anywhere? Yeah, we have uh, all of our gear is on the O'Neill's website, uh, so right. it's coming Varsava, and uh, yeah, you can get it all there. There's some actually savage jerseys and uh, training tops, jumpers, just everything on. It's great. Yeah, uh, lads, look, thanks so much, and I'll uh, I'll keep in touch. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks Mind for having us. Not at all. Yeah. Mind you. yourself. Take it easy. Good luck. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global, we cut into our next slice. Remember, uh, do you remember your debut, Connor, your first game? Um, yeah, I believe, I believe it was up in Shanghai, actually. Um, didn't really know what to expect. At the time when I arrived, we weren't we weren't blessed with many numbers. And we weren't blessed with no offense intended, but there weren't too many good football teams. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a bit of a baptism of fire. But just the thing that kind of struck me about it was um, you're playing with people from all over the world and all over Ireland, and it was it was just a, a really kind of positive experience. I was I was kind of fresh off the boat at the time so I would have uh, been playing a bit at home and I was able to fit in fit in over here which was nice On Slice 6 of GA Global I fly out of Europe and across the globe to meet Connor and Jesse in Suju Aerog in China We chat all things Suju the rivalries in China GA and beyond 
Jesse getting into the GAA as an Australian, and much more, including answering the vital question that's on everyone's mind. The Chinese. Are they a great bunch of lads? That's next Thursday morning from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Slonagy.